0: Okay, save it, save it, save it. I didn't know about that. Ed- edumicate me. <laughs> Maybe I can learn something from this podcast.
1: This is the RC Roundtable, a casual discussion about all aspects of flying model airplanes. Well, hey, everyone. Welcome back to the RC Roundtable. I'm Fitzwalker. Joining me is Lee Ray. Hey guys, and of course Terry Dunn. Hi there, of course. Yeah, of course Lee Ray. Yes, and Fitz Walker. Of course.
0: Hey Fitz, how have you been today? What you do?
1: Oh, I don't know, not much. Just flew some airplanes. Me too. Yeah. In fact, (laughs) we flew together, didn't we? We did. (laughs) Hi kids. Yeah, actually. Sorry, Terry.
2: I know yeah. you sent pictures taunting me.
0: Yeah. Hey, I even sent you a live feed. I figured you might be watching.
2: That was good. I was impressed with that. It, um, it came across pretty well on Facebook, I thought.
0: Oh, good. I was waiting for the criticism, but it, it was a fun event.
2: Criticism? Criticism?
0: From me. Shaky cam, you know, everything's blurry. Get in (laughs) closer, Lee.
1: Did you get that crash? I got two crashes. Yeah, you got two and I saw (laughs) both. I
0: I, I love Terry's comment. Did I just see a crash?
2: (laughs) Well, you panned away right after. Well, tell us where you were and then we'll catch up to that.
1: Well, Fitz should tell you because he was there first. Well, maybe you should first tell what it was what, what the event that we were at before we get too far ahead and that is the i guess the space city rc club hosted a uh, it's kind of a semi-informal event but it was well attended and it's the pearl harbor remembrance uh, i think that's the name of it or something along those lines and it's it's interesting because it's a warbird event but it's it specialized in the pacific theater so they asked for people to bring uh planes that flew in the pacific theater Although you could bring anything you want as far as a warper, but they really said, please, if you have a zero, bring a zero. If you got a Corsair or whatever that flew in the Pacific, please bring that. And even at one point, we had a big gaggle of just Japanese planes, which was, I had never seen that before. And they were actually quite a few. They had, what, 10 zeros? Nine zeros? Eight. Keep, keep going. Eight.
2: (laughs) Did you end with the number
1: you started with? I I can't remember. We were trying to count, and it looked like it came up last second, but I'm not sure. So I think there were eight zeros, and one Tony, which was mine, if I remember correctly. That is correct. All right. Uh, So, although technically the Tonys weren't didn't take part in. Pearl Harbor, but they, they didn't care. They just wanted a bunch of Japanese planes up. Uh, neither, neither did a Skymaster, but they had one flying. Oh, yeah, that's right. There was a <laughs> and, and a Spad, <laughs> and Mike labels Spad. Yeah, <laughs> I like how you're ribbing Mike. Yeah. So what part of the Pacific Theater did that fly in?
0: <laughs> well, I I did another video that wasn't live, so I'll post that one to our Facebook page. Uh, but to follow up, if you guys haven't seen it already, I put a couple of pictures. Uh You know, this was at, like like Fitz said, an impromptu get together. It wasn't a pilot's fee. It was just you know have some fun guys uh uh we had a nice little moment of uh you know prayer for for pearl harbor in remembrance uh but there was a lot of flying a lot of good time i brought my my corsair my h&m performance corsair had two great flights on it terry thank you again <laughs> I, I do like that
2: corsair uh, how much have you flown it with the new motor that was its third flight okay
1: it was pretty fast too it kept up with everybody or even outran a few people yeah Right. And
0: hey, and I landed it on its wheels this time, <laughs> not, on its, <laughs> not on its nose. Oh, I thought my last landing was pretty good. I don't know where you were, Fitz, but I think Mike Label was with me. And, you know, I squeaked that nice landing. So a lot of fun. And uh, as Fitz was saying, uh, you know, we, we had uh, the huge tour, 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 which is the live video on our Facebook page. But I got another one when I did the um, – when I went down the flight line. I, I don't think that's at the end of the one I had with <laughs> interviewing Mike. <laughs> it was about his spad in World War Two.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but he took it in good spirit.
0: He was he's a, he's, a, he's a nice guy. So we had a lot of fun, a lot of nice people. Randy was there, you know, with the uh, Texas Warbird guys. So
2: Randy Larson.
0: Yeah, Randy Larson.
2: Okay, I thought that guy looked familiar in your video. Yeah, I did.
0: And we also had another. Straight, well, I say stranger, but no stranger anymore. We had a, uh, what, what did you call him? A fanboy Gr- groupie. Fits. We had a groupie.
1: <laughs> yeah. You there. saw
0: him first. Tell, tell him that.
1: Yeah. This, this guy came up and uh, he started walking towards me. I had no idea who he was. I'm like, uh, who's this guy? <laughs> He's looking at me strange. And he uh, introduced himself and, and he asked if I was Fitzwalker from the RC Roundtable. And I'm like, uh, yeah. said, wow, hey, <laughs> I didn't know it was that famous. And he said he had been a long-time listener, like like since the very beginning. Uh, so he 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 roughed through us, uh, roughed uh, through with us from uh, the early days of our bad audio and whatnot. And uh, says so he's he's really enjoyed our show and just wanted to come up and say thanks for the show and introduce himself. And it was really nice. And we took a couple of pictures. I think he posted one on our Facebook page. Uh, and then Lee walks up as I was talking to him, and we uh, both chatted with him for quite a while. A little nice guy. Uh, and, uh, he says he's a regular listener and, uh, we probably will cross paths with him again some other time. He's, he's a local guy, and flies models.
2: Cool. No, the name is familiar to me because I field most of the emails and stuff. So I know he's been communicating before.
1: Oh, ah, okay. So <clears throat> yeah, I could talk with him. He's never been the best. So I try to convince him to come up to best next year, uh, to hang out. Uh, so we'll, we'll see, but, uh, does he fly electrics? Yes, although it sounds like he was just starting to get into them, so I don't think he's been a long flyer of electrics, but uh, he, he mentioned a new plane he had gotten, uh, a warper or something, that he was been flying, so um, that's the gist. I don't know the whole details, but I got the feeling that he was somewhat new to planes. I think he was big into multirotors.
2: Aha. Uh-huh. So were you guys the only electric flyers at the event?
1: No, there were others. Okay. Yeah. And
2: the gaggle that I saw it looked like yours was the only electric
1: flying. That's true. I was the only electric in the gaggle, uh, but there were the, there was guys flying other planes. It was a, a big T-28 uh, and uh, a few other planes that were electric, but not a whole lot. Most of them were glow or gas. All
2: right. Nothing wrong with that.
1: Yeah, no, nothing. We just mix it up.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. I'm glad I went.
1: Yeah. Yeah. The weather was a little bit iffy at... Uh, uh, but it was flyable. It just seemed to get kind of murky sometimes, but it was generally pretty nice. We had a
0: crosswind, and I just took right up. I <laughs> took right off across the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, you don't need much for the Corsair.
2: Is the Corsair the only plane you took? Yeah. All right. So let me get this straight. You, Mister P thirty eight, at an event that celebrates the Pacific Theater.
1: <laughs> didn't take Did a P thirty eight.
2: One of your dozen P thirty eights. I didn't. Explain yourself.
0: <laughs> uh, well, let's see the um, uh, the Red Bull is not really the right uh, look. <laughs> you know, it also didn't have it's a uh, supercharger, so I thought that was you know that's not good. Uh, but uh, no, I just I wanted to fly the Corsair. How's that? I I don't have any other excuse except I I like the Corsair. It fit in well. There were other Corsairs there. There you go. Of course, that other Corsair that was flying that you saw, Terry. Is that the one that went in? Exactly. I thought it was a
2: Corsair. What is it with you guys and Corsairs lately?
0: I was I was going to lead into that. You got to be careful out there. This this field does not like Corsairs. <laughs> is it the same field?
2: Uh-huh. Oh, wow.
1: Yeah, that so, other Corsair went in pretty hard. I think he said he lost his elevator control and he just went in and just totaled it. So you
2: were doing the Facebook feed and you were panning as it went across the runway and it did a roll or something. And then right after the roll, you could just see it start to nose down. But before it hit the ground, you started panning back the other way. That's why I asked if, if it crashed.
0: I'm such a professional.
2: Yeah. Well, you got to build the drama. <laughs> and then um, I guess during the gaggle, one of the zeros did more than a low pass.
1: Oh yeah, down the runway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, he did. <laughs>
2: was there much he, left? He,
0: he tied the record again.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
1: no, it was total too. Okay. Yeah.
2: No, it looks like there were a lot of green zeros. Was there uh, any mistaken identity while they were flying? No.
0: no. no. Okay, that's that was good. good. Yeah. Well, shoot. How many planes do we have up at best? You know, for the Warbird, we had what eighteen? Yeah. I think,
2: but. Th- Presumably 18 fairly unique ones. You get 18 green zeros up there.
0: <laughs> okay. All you have to do is look away for a second. Mm. Achoo! Ah! <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, that's why I was glad I didn't fly my zero uh, in the gaggle. So at least I got something a little bit different.
2: Yeah, I'd look for the pointy nose.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: well, I don't know if you heard me, if you could hear me talking, but when, when Fitz flew by, I goes, there goes the silent one. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. <laughs>
2: silent but violent? No, yeah. no, that's a different thing. Yeah,
0: that was good. I mean, I, I had a good time. I mean, even though I had only two flights, uh, I really enjoyed it. And uh, the you know the weather was uh, calm enough to to get through. I mean, we got hit by some. I don't know about you, Fitz. We got hit by some heavy rain a couple hours ago. So
1: yeah, we did too. Thunder, lightning, the power kind of flashed, yeah, flickered. Yeah,
0: so it was fun. So thanks to the guys over at Space City RC. It was a nice little show, and also you know a lot of people try i mean it i heard them say they were they got a lot more people than they were expecting and it it was a great turnout
1: yeah cool
2: did you mention that this is in houston if you didn't this was in houston uh well i know i did it on the facebook page it's in katy
0: okay so and i i have a couple more pictures i might post and i'm going to go through and see if i have that video of of mike talking so that was funny oh actually i'm looking at it right now it's at the tail end of the flight line video. And there's Fitz. Fitz is in the video too. So if you go scroll through our Facebook page, look for the flight line. And uh Mike Libel's at the end talking about his World War II spad. <laughs> his Pacific <laughs> pacif- Pacific spad. <laughs> Say that ten times fast.
1: The little known seldom mentioned <laughs> spad ghost squadron.
0: <laughs> but you know I'm going to continue with this uh this story, this podcast. Not only did uh I get to spend some time with Fitz at this event, but uh, we haven't followed up about uh, Fitz's
2: Magical Regatta. Magical Do you have rigatta. a name for that thing yet?
1: Uh, no, I had played out a couple of names. I had been too busy to think of a name. I'm impartial
2: ago. to Fitz's three hour tour.
1: Runs a longer to
0: I hate to uh, be a pain in Fitz's side on this, but Fitz. I took a lot of pictures with your camera, and I still haven't seen them, especially the one who went for a swim.
1: You still (laughs) haven't
0: seen swim? Yes. Yes, he did. Now, Fitz, those are some good pictures I took, so you need to get them off your camera and share them with our our fans on our Facebook page.
1: Okay, okay. Okay. Yes, Mother. Isn't
2: that Pondy Deep? (laughs) Oh no!
1: Oh <laughs> uh, no! <laughs> this guy
0: was this guy was doing the breaststroke, picking out his. What was it? A Coast Guard boat or something?
1: Yeah, he. Uh, <laughs> it got deep quick. I was really surprised.
0: Oh, I mean, and I was like, "Is it a boat worth that?" <laughs> I was like, we "Of had course like, it is." I don't know, ten other boats out there that might have been able to go get it. Was it in danger <laughs> of sinking? <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm going to jump to the very end. No, actually, I think it, it had
1: started sinking. As a matter of fact. <laughs>
0: So did Fitz's hat. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Fitz lost his hat at the very end of the regatta, and like six folks came around trying to rescue his boat, his, his hat. It was hilarious. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we we got it, but it was just funny how we were all just sitting there, and I must have taken like forty-five photos of that hat sinking. Fitz, so it's all on your camera.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's there. I, I I dumped the memory so. I'll post a few more pictures. I posted some though, didn't I? Yeah,
0: yeah. I did. oh yeah, you posted the one on me with my upside down boat. <laughs> lot, friend. Oh, yeah, what happened there?
2: So you were driving the Pro Boat, what's that thing called? Shockwave twenty six?
0: <laughs> yes, Terry. <laughs> I
2: couldn't mean, think of the name of it.
0: You did very good there, yes. Uh <laughs> it was just it was top heavy, uh, with the GoPro on top uh, and, okay. uh, and it was pretty rough. Fitz can vouch for that. It was so uh, gosh, what did our guests get up to? Twenty?
1: Yeah, it was a windy day. It was very windy.
0: Yeah, Um, had a lot of fun, though. Oh, boy, that was a lot of fun. Yeah,
1: a lot of people show up.
0: Tell us more, Fitz, because that was the first time I'd been there. But uh, I I mean, and I shared a lot of photos. I hope people got to see them. But uh, it was a great turnout.
2: Well, hold on. Were you recording video when you capsized?
0: Fitz was. No, uh, oh, the- oh, yes, yes, I have video of of water. <laughs> <laughs> you want know five minutes of underwater Terry? I'm happy to send it to you. I'm
2: more concerned with the
0: transition from not water to water.
1: He wants to see no, the action a- shot. It-
0: oh, it's yeah. a waterproof camera.
1: No, he wants to see the action shot of it. going How over. did it get upside oh, down?
0: That's the. It thing. just, I mean, it was just running, and I hit, you know, I was going sideways, hit a wave, and it just tipped over. It was oh. very top heavy with that session on top. Okay. I mean, those are, those we had some white caps going on out there.
2: It sounds like a good Facebook video. That's all I'm saying.
0: Oh, okay. I'll, just I'll yeah. 10 seconds. Sure. Okay. So I'll do like the the, the real time footage. And then when it tips over, I'll just speed that up real quick to where I pick it up. <laughs> <laughs> but you got that, you got that action footage from Fitz. He already posted that. But enough about my upside down boat. Fitz, tell us about, I mean, you had a lot of friends there.
1: Yeah, quite a few people. That uh, event is starting to become pretty popular. A lot of guys start to say they look forward to it, and I I have some local guys, of course, friends and people from the club. But I'm starting to getting people from across town, and if you're familiar with Houston, across town can be pretty considerable distance. So there's people that come from near where Lee lives, and other north side of town. So it takes them a good hour to get there.
2: What's Uh, an ideal location with that pond?
1: The pod is very nice. It's got good facilities uh, and uh, restrooms. It's just people go out there walk their dogs and stuff, so we get spectators and stuff. Little kids come up and want to watch the thing. Uh, one guy said even he belongs to a yacht club, model yacht club, on the other side of town, and he basically played hooky from their event to come down <laughs> and hang with us. And he ended up uh, being very helpful. Um, myself and another guy uh, have the same boat The same sailboat, the Kyosho Sea Wind, and he was uh, since he's a racer, he basically offered to help tune our boats a little bit, a little bit better. uh, Since he had more experience with them, he said, "Yeah, do this, do that, pull this line down, move the the the, the jib this way, and that kind of stuff." So he was real helpful, a real nice guy to come down and do that for us. And of course, as you saw, Lee, there's a really good mix of boats that show up, all kinds of neat stuff, just people putting the water. Uh, so everything from sailboats, speedboats, uh, cabin cruisers. Submarines. Submarines, yeah. Yes. Uh,
0: Mr. Fitz had his submarine out there. Had my Mr. sub out submarine there. Submarine races. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, oh, man. I know you didn't see that, but I won. <laughs>
1: okay, Terry. I don't know what you're thinking. <laughs> uh, so uh, tugboats, uh, all kinds of good stuff that shows up there. Fishing
0: right? boats, speedboats. Yeah. Um, And at one point, I mean, Fitz had this cute little, I don't know, boat that flips in the water. I mean, it's it's supposed to upright, I guess, every time.
1: Yeah, self-righting.
0: Then you you took on a lot of water.
1: I did. It's got to leak somewhere. I'm having problems nailing it down where it's coming from. But that thing is, it's all motor and battery and not much boat.
2: Is it one of those jet boats?
1: No, it's a regular um, speedboat. It's just really tiny. Oh, okay.
0: Well, there were three of you guys. I mean, it was uh, Austin. My son was there. Uh, unfortunately, Ben didn't get to make it. Uh, I did mention that in the podcast, but um, his wife was ill. Uh, but Austin was there, so he was running the pro boat with his GoPro session, and he also had uh, a sailboat, and I brought my dragon, which, like your little boat, fits, is taking on water, too. i got to figure out how to plug that sucker. Um, but, uh, yeah, there was just a, a good collection of boats. I was actually surprised, Fitz, to see how many boats showed up. It was neat.
2: Did power boats and sailboats play nicely together?
0: Well, we had a couple of times where we just kinda had a uh, and, and Austin was guilty on one of those <laughs> passes. And I just said, you know, let's make sure and but the the pond is so huge. There was enough room to really spread things out. Um but we did have at one point and I'll you know, Fitz, I think you knew there were a couple of kids who were running their boats just anywhere and everywhere and yeah. um and we always you know, had to kinda get them to to, you know, watch out for some of these other guys that had these really nice detailed you know, scale-looking boats, but uh oh, but otherwise, no. It was a it was a really nice uh, event. Please look at the pictures online that I put, and then hopefully Fitz will show you the rest of them. La 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 Well, and and you know what, Fitz? I got some nice pictures of your boat because I'm sure you don't get an opportunity to always photograph your sailboat.
1: No, I don't. Well, I'm usually too busy really nice. taking pictures of other things or whatever. So yeah, it was good to to go out there and just hang out with people and i just really liked what people bring and the past couple of events have been like that a lot of people show up with a real eclectic uh selection of boats so it's 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 turned into an event they always ask me when the next one is so i'll probably do another one sometime in the spring sometime uh,
2: how much headroom is there before you have to manage the thing manage yeah. Um, well, we <laughs> talked about the power boats and sailboats getting along and oh, things yeah. like that. Is, is it getting to the point where you think you might have to throw down some ground rules? And
1: yeah, you know, I was I was actually thinking about that. Maybe the next time I might at least in the beginning throw out some ground rules about power boats and and um, the fast movers and slow movers because I think there was one or two guys that were a little bit concerned about the the fast movers. I didn't have any real complaints, but I can tell they were a little bit concerned. So I think next time I'll, I'll try to make a point to say, if you've got a real high-speed thing, try to stay away from the, the scale and the sailboats as best you can. If it's not like
0: three, the 3D boats were hovering around the sailboats.
2: And <laughs> 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 like Lisa, that pond is big enough to accommodate everybody in their own little corner if they needed
1: to. It is, yes, it is.
0: I mean, and if he got, if if it did get pretty big, I'm pretty sure we you could probably put up, put up some buoy markers and just you know kind of say speedboats stay on the left hand side. And
1: yeah, you know, I was kind of thinking that too. It'd be neat to have some maybe some buoys and maybe some light competition with like the guys with tugboats or something. They've got to run an obstacle course or something, something along those lines. I don't know, just kind of something I've been tossing around. Heaven, the, <laughs> the back of my yet, head. We're
0: gonna put a uh, a seventy two second scale of the Titanic in there. You've got to push the Titanic <laughs> around the pond and back <laughs> through the iceberg
2: field.
1: Yeah. Maybe watch out for the
0: iceberg. Oh, wait, I get, do I get to run the iceberg?
1: <laughs> no. RC iceberg. Exactly.
0: <laughs> oh that's an awesome idea. Maybe the iceberg ran into the Titanic. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs>
0: you better you have to have a name for this this uh, next uh Regatta. You have to have a really cool name. We got to start working on it. Start offering up money. People respond when money's <laughs>
2: there to offer. Hmm. So when is the next one? Well, I like guys can do this year round, right?
1: Yeah, I usually do it once a quarter. So rough, rough estimate, sometime in the spring. I haven't decided exactly when, but uh, March-April time period, I think.
2: Are you concerned that doing it more frequently will? I don't know.
1: Yeah, I don't want
2: the enthusiasm
1: it may be i didn't want to do it too often i was thinking you know four times a year once a quarter usually you know we have good weather more or less around the year so once in the spring a couple times early late summer and then one in the fall ish and that's i'll go with that for now and see how that works
0: i'm going to operate the taco truck <laughs> make some money on the side
1: anyways well next time i do it i'll, I'll Post it on, I guess, on our Facebook page and that kind of stuff. Get the word out. And, uh, and hopefully Lee and uh, Ben can make it down.
0: Oh, you bet. Yeah, definitely.
2: Yeah, uh, and I would say if there are RC airplane or quad guys or helicopter, RC pilots in Houston who have never done boats, it's worth it to go check it out because you know, I was mainly a fixed-wing flyer, and then I got into sailboats. And, wow, it's just really fun. I never really expected it.
1: Oh, yeah. So,
2: that'll open your eyes to some stuff.
0: There, are, there were two gentlemen there, um, Phil and Mark, who I was introduced through my friend Chuck. You know, the, the guy who got me into sailboats. So it's kind of neat that I got to see them again because, you know, that's pretty... They're also far away from their home because Mark's in the woodlands, I believe. and Or is Mark local? No, I think Mark's in the woodlands and Phil's in Bridgeland. So they all took a nice trek to, to Clear Lake.
1: Yeah, it's, uh, we always end up running with people we know at Surprise, like, I didn't know you did boats. There was, the last, it, yeah, it happened the last time, the last event we had, I ran into a guy, and I, he looked familiar, I was like, where do I know this guy? And he's like saying the same thing to me, and realized we had met at a, um, uh, a club for Full, full Scale. Models, flying models. I'm not models. <laughs> full scale flying models. Yeah. <laughs> um, we had met at a at a, a club or, or a group that flies full scale planes. Okay. And we had crossed paths a few times there. And I had no idea he did RC boats until he showed up. So it's it's um, quite a few people do that. Even our, our friend Nathan, he usually comes down. He couldn't make it last time. Uh he does boats too. We had a real nice sailboat last time that he had gotten running. So uh yeah, it, it's it's a lot of guys, if you haven't tried it, it's worth a try. Yeah, you, it's a lot of fun. It's kind of relaxing, especially sailboats. So
2: join us here each week, my friends. You're sure to get a smile from seven
0: stranded
1: castaways here on Gilligan's Isle. Uh
0: Motion RC put out a little teaser. Uh, I don't know if it was like an image or something or just like a, a, a really close-up image and they said we're releasing a new plane can you guess what it is and it's it's one of those threads where you know on Facebook where people are just making tons and tons of comments but the first thing I thought when I saw that thing uh, was B-24 and I saw a couple of guys posting B-24 in there I was liking all their responses and I was like I know it's a B twenty four. I just feel it in my heart. It is a B twenty four, and sure enough, you know, later that day, they announced that you know Flightline RC has got this new B twenty four. It's seventy eight inches long. It looks great. And although I don't know a lot of history about the B twenty four personally, I don't have any models of it, uh, except to say that I loved Mike Labels. Uh, you know his plane. Who was the other gentleman who helped build it? I'm. You guys are gonna help me? Herman Burton. Herman you know when when he flew that maiden flight over at JSC what what a neat plane I mean I I got a nice video out there that's that's nice and the the detail work on it is it's incredible and I think and I started to listen to some previous podcasts from RC Roundtable and I was looking for a part where I was almost certain I said that you know, flight line or, or motion RC. The, the, some of the new foam airplanes or warbirds. Someone has to make a B-24 because I hadn't seen one. Do y'all remember me saying that? Like that's just something you haven't seen in a kit.
2: I believe you when you say you said it, but I don't specifically remember it. Right. Well, I'm gonna keep digging
0: through the archives.
2: <laughs> okay. But
0: but I was but I was thinking to myself, uh, you know, that that this one plane you don't see very often in a kit. You don't see a Sig. B twenty four, you know, and I don't remember that there was never an E flight B twenty four, but no. I am so glad to see this. I mean, it's really neat, and I uh, I will have some photos on Facebook shortly, and I just emailed them to Terry and, and Fitz. But many years ago, uh, before Ike came to Galveston, uh, they had Hurricane Ike. Hurricane, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Some guy named Ike. <laughs> Yo, Ike. Name Get off my lawn! <laughs> <students>. <laughs> uh, Mr. Ike, uh, no, before <laughs> Hurricane Ike, thank you, Terry. Uh, there was a section of the Lone Star Flight Museum that had a lot of uh, memorabilia, and there was this really neat diorama of Lady Be Good. It was a B 24 that got lost after a mission in Libya. And I'm not going to do the whole story, but go look it up on Wikipedia. It's an incredible story. It's unfortunately, it's a very sad story, but you know, what was unique about this is the plane was missing for over 10, 15 years and, and they came across it just by chance. And it was really in great shape. Uh, Unfortunately, all the guys bailed out before the plane actually landed. They thought it was going to crash. They bailed out they never actually got back to the plane, which they said probably could have gotten them the help they needed because the radios were still working. You know, it's amazing. Um, so the diorama is really neat. And I always thought if I got a B-24, I would like it to make it look like Lady Be good So, you know, I don't know. I Before want a complete the mission. Well, yeah, but I would like, I don't know. It's just kind of those, uh, okay. Maybe it's weird in my head, but I would like to take off and land the Lady Be good to make make sure it had a successful mission. you know, oh, that's I think a nice thought. This was a crew that had just, this is the first time they'd ever been on it. And there were some... Comments and a story I read that the plane had had some issues, so felt bad about it. But I think it would be great to to do that. And and luckily the paint scheme that the B twenty four comes in, I think it's two. It's a it's a olive drab and a silver. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. You know the drab would be great to do a Lady be Good theme. So that's my little speech. Excuse me, spleech. My talk on the Flightline RC. It looks really neat. I've been watching the videos. I hope you guys are are checking it out. Looks like they sold out r- immediately you know, within an hour or two once they released it. Um, what do you guys think about it?
2: fitch you go ahead.
1: Well, it's uh, impressive. 78-inch 78, uh, 78 wingspan, uh, especially for a foamy 4S, couple of 4S batteries, 3,000, I think, uh, which is real neat is the little details they did on it. They were real clever because you can build two different models and you can swap out the nose so you can have the uh either the glass nose or the turret on the nose and i think the other two turrets you can actually add a servo and control them to move around
0: yeah i like that
1: Uh, that was really clever and it's got the correct retracting uh main gear because they they retract outwards correctly if you notice uh and i guess you can put an fpv camera in there somewhere um,
0: oh I know Terry would put several. Yeah. <laughs> not, not
1: FPV cameras. Yeah, put, okay. yeah. yeah. So it looked like a lot of good engineering went into it. Uh uh if I were to knock it, is that it doesn't have a working bomb bay. Uh but some people are saying that there is room in there, you could probably hack one in
0: there. Oh yeah, I'm watching the the flight line oh excuse me, the B twenty four uh thread on RC groups. Oh yeah, this this guy's already got, you know, <laughs> pictures and cutouts, you know, drawn to do that you're right that's kind of I, you wish it was it was in there but it looks like it's a, a relatively easy addition
2: so no customers have them in hand yet
1: i think there's a few um you know the friends of motion that have it i guess for beta testers or something They've had. okay so pre-production stuff is
0: around i want to be a friends of motion yeah me too where's that card <laughs> <laughs> i'm I've been asked to sign up for every other card at a, at a retail shop. Where's the? <laughs> I want a Friends of Motion RC.
1: Of course, one other thing that, that that really caught my attention is that they're going to start offering files so you can print your own 3D parts for the thing for extra details, a cockpit and whatnot. And uh, they're saying that they're going to start with this, and they may move on to other planes that they sell, where you can download the files and print out your own uh, detail pieces if you have a 3D printer. Or you just buy the 3D parts from them, too. But I thought that was really nice. And yeah, I, I might just get get the files just so I can print my own, even if I don't have the plane, just to print uh, cockpits out and stuff, It's just to see how that looks. That, that sounds pretty neat.
2: Yeah, that would be cool. So what are the kinds of parts? Cockpit details?
1: Yeah, they weren't too specific. I thought they said cockpit uh, was one of them. Um, and yeah, maybe some other things. Uh, maybe the turret details inside the turret, guns and things. Uh, the files are not available yet. They said it's probably going to be a couple more weeks before they send them out, so we'll see. Uh, they probably haven't decided exactly what it would be yet. Or, I think they're still prototyping them, so we'll see.
2: I think I'm taking a different stance on this than you guys. It's not that I don't like it. It's cool. Uh, let me start off with that. It's a neat airplane. It looks good. They captured the lines. But I don't know. Is it a one-trick pony? And Once you get over the fact that it looks like a B twenty four, what's left? Is it aerobatic? Is it, I don't know. It, without the bomb bay,
1: well, actually, I'm yes. To
2: understand what you do with a four hundred fifty dollars.
1: <laughs> I kind of agree with you, Terry. Although, although, however, it is aerobatic. They have some videos of it flying, and it's doing loops and rolls and inverted flight and that kind of stuff. So it can do very unbomber like stuff, but you kind of. Hit on what I think about, you know, every once in a while I think about building a nice, interesting big bomber or cargo plane or something. But then I think, well, what do you do with it? It's a bomber. You kind of fly it around in circles and not much else, right? Yeah. (laughs) Unless you have a lot of gadgets on it.
2: And that's kind of its own reward sometimes too, but I don't know. In this instance, when you're talking an ARF and it still has some very foamy-like features, like, you can see some of the exposed servos and the yeah. the Green Canyon-like panel lines, things like that. That Yeah, it's cool and it's big, but it's it's still a foamy ARF, and there's certain things you're not going to get away from.
1: Yeah, but I think it's kind of unique, B24. There's not a, lot, a whole lot of miles of b twenty four and a big foamy ARF version is very unique, and it seems like a lot of interest in it. So we'll see what the market says. Uh, kudos to them at least for trying and if it works hopefully it works if it doesn't then you know maybe you got something but
2: yeah i'm always giving credit to companies willing to produce stuff that's never been made before yeah and and so you know they get they get my respect for that right up front but i'm just trying to think if i'm ready to lay down 450 bucks well i mean 430 dollars for what is it just the arf then you add batteries Receiver battery
1: receiver, yeah, that's it. So,
2: you'll have you know 600 bucks in it by the time it's up in the air. I'm trying to decide if I feel like it would be worth that, and maybe once I actually see one, I would change my mind. But right now, I'm not convinced.
1: It is a pretty big plane, we're talking it's almost 80 inch wingspan, so it's basically giant scale,
2: yeah, and that's another novelty. So, yeah, I don't know. Uh, consider me on the fence,
1: yeah, that's understandable. And I'm I'm not rushing out to buy it either. I I'd like to see one, somebody show up with one, but I'm not personally rushing out. But it's I think it's pretty remarkable.
2: And that they offer it with two color schemes is also a bonus. Although the silver, I'm not sold that it looks like aluminum. It looks like silver.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's just
2: me being negative again. If I were to buy one, it would definitely be the olive drab.
1: Yeah.
0: I see what you're talking about. I think you'll get Warbird lovers to to step up quickly, and the price is going to restrict many. Uh, I mean, it's it's more expensive than the the Tiger Cat. <clears throat> I mean, obviously you're having it's bigger and it's got more engines, but you know, I think the Tiger Cat is uh, more appealing. I think.
2: Yeah, and I didn't mean to suggest that it isn't worth that price. Like you said, it's got four motors, four speed controls, a bajillion servos, and things. So, yeah, I'm not trying to. Say it's overpriced, but it's still a lot of money for an airplane.
0: Oh yeah, I think at this at the size. I mean, I'd like to see someone in the Texas uh, Warbird Group grab one of these. I mean, normally they're gaser guys, but I think that's I think that's pretty cool looking airplane. I mean, I I don't know if I'd I'd have to wash a couple of floors to make that kind of difference. <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> But I think it's neat. If anybody has one or if anybody's ordered one, let us know, especially if you're here in the the Houston area.
1: Yeah, it looks like they're going to start shipping in January, so it would be about another month and a half before real people get them.
2: So it won't be one under the Christmas tree? No. Oh, no. So
0: there's another plane out. I think you guys want to talk about this one.
1: Oh, you mean this?
2: What was that?
1: That was a thud.
2: Oh, oh boy. Get it? Get it? Walked right into that one. (laughs) Wow. I'm going
0: to edit that right out. No! (laughs) It was
2: clever. I'll give him that. All right, so explain yourself, sir.
1: The nickname was the Thud, the F 105 Thundercheap. A.K.A. the thud, because that's the sound they made when they got shot down, unfortunately.
2: Oh, is that where that came from? Yes.
1: A lot of them got shot down. Like, almost half of them that were made got basically shot down or were lost in training accidents.
2: Didn't they have to reopen the production line at some point?
1: They might have. I think when they, maybe when they converted them to wild weasels, they might have started reproducing them. But...
2: Oh, I thought it was because of attrition. But
1: uh, Yeah, according to uh, Wikipedia, they actually... Pulled them off of frontline service because they were losing too many of them. They were just getting and shot out of the not air, not because
2: of a shortcoming to the airplane, but because they were flying into the most heavily defended
1: area. Yeah, heavily defended, low altitude. The uh, They're down and dirty, dropping bombs and whatnot, and, and even a few air kills. But yeah, apparently they were just they were they were bullet magnet and missile magnets. Uh, and man, that that had been a t- tough uh job to be a thud pilot man you, you know you you're, you're highly probable that you're gonna get shot down
2: now yeah. fitz check my memory here i thought colonel dave flew f-105s in vietnam you
1: know i was thinking the same thing i was gonna ask you guys because i thought i recall that he also flew him.
2: and i don't think he got shot down in one but i think he got shot up in one and managed to get it back
0: I have to ask Keith on that one. I did not. When
2: you mentioned that to me, I was like, I had no recollection of that story. See, he punched out of an F-100 during training somewhere around Japan or somewhere in the Pacific. And then I believe he flew F-105s in Vietnam and, and yeah, took some hits.
1: That's I'm right. I have to check. Yes. Yeah. I think, I think, yes. I think it's, there's a picture of him next to it with all the bullet holes or something in it or shrapnel. Okay. I think we saw a picture of that or something. It sounds familiar.
2: There was a story somewhere. When we were talking about Colonel Dave back around the time of his death and the auction, there was a story that someone sent a link or something like that that explained the details.
1: I'll have to refresh
2: my memory on that.
1: (laughs) So what are we talking about? We're talking about Free Wing has offered another little sixty-four millimeter EDF, and it's a F one hundred and five Thunderchief, which uh, that's was awesome to have a little. Uh, I don't think there's ever been an ARF for me. I'm not
2: aware of one. No, and this is probably, and it's a challenging airframe. Yeah, it is because little wing um, Big, inlets are in the wing roots.
1: Yeah, it didn't look like it had much for cheaters.
2: Well, yeah, it looks like there's something behind the trailing edge of the wing on the sides of the fuselage. So I don't know if the scale inlets are functional and they add that. I couldn't figure it out from the pictures. I do not know if you guys
1: could tell. Mm, not at all. No, no. It, it looks like it has the same control setup as their Crusader, where the ailerons are linked to the elevator in that kind of goofy wide connection. Okay, uh, I but it pictures. works. Yeah, it works. If it works, it works. Uh, I think they're offering optional landing gear, too. No no retracts, of course. It's too small. It's only 64 mil, 3S, 1500-ish. And
2: it's a $100 airplane.
1: <clears throat> yeah, uh, but I don't know, call me crazy, for some reason, this one's more appealing to me than the F8. I, I don't know why. Well, uh, I, don't know. I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. It, 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 I think let's...
2: scale-wise, they're both pretty accurate.
1: Yeah, it looks pretty good, and uh, um, uh, seems to fly really well. There's just some videos of it flying around; it scoots along really good.
2: Yeah, I haven't looked. Is the wing proportional?
1: It looks right by eye, but I didn't. I didn't quite check it with actual scale diagrams. But okay, I don't know if well, whatever sure the enough.
2: case, it seems like it fits the profile pretty well. It does. Well.
1: Have Big you, pointy nose. Yeah. Have you seen a real one in the flesh? Yeah, they're huge. Yeah, that thing's a monster. For a single engine, single pilot jet, it's huge.
2: Yeah, they used to put a lot of bombs on these things.
1: Yeah, it, it could carry more than the B-24 or B-17 as far as payload. So, Fast, too. <clears throat> yeah, Mach 2, I think they said, Mach 2+, plus, something like that. It was it, it. was fairly a really well-designed and, and high-performing plane. I don't know if it was really a, quite the dogfighter they wanted it to be, but it was it it motivated at least. Uh, so that was uh, really nice that they came up with a model. It'd be interesting if they'll if they have plans on coming up with a bigger one, say maybe eighty millimeter or something like that with retracts. But uh, we'll see. It seems like these are something that they can whip up pretty fairly quickly. As far as design and manufactured molds and stuff, they can, and it's, um, low cost for them to develop and see what kind of response they get. So, uh,
2: so we're based on the F8 Crusader and now this coming either a month or inside of a month, what would be the next logical adaptation to the series? I
1: don't know. That's a good question. Yeah. Something along so, the, the Century series, 106? maybe
2: quasi-obscure, but everybody knows. Or rarely modeled, but... Blackbird. Nah, there's lots of models of those.
1: <laughs> Not uh, a Flightline RC. <laughs> maybe a Voodoo. That would be cool. Oh, yeah, yeah. A 101, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that'd be interesting to see they come out with nice obscure planes. How
2: about a Foxbat?
1: Foxbat. Oh, <laughs> Russian, huh? Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah, are there any of those around? I don't know. Have, they, have you seen a uh, RC Foxbat? Which
1: one's the Foxbat? 25?
2: 25?
0: Yeah, 25.
1: Yeah. Uh, but that's a twin. I her. see
0: it here. Uh. Oh, pff, come on, Twinch Man, you can make it
2: one.
1: <laughs> it's RC, <laughs> it'd be neat. You know,
2: they... <laughs> it keeps flying in circles. I don't know why.
1: <laughs> well, there's lots of stuff you don't see. There's uh, some British jets or French or European or something.
2: Yeah, but all those British ones, they're just one huge compound curve. Oh, there you go. No, that's the one. It's going to be a lightning.
1: Oh, lightning. Oh, I'd love a lightning. Yeah. I'd suck up But that's also a twin. Yeah. Well, they could probably get away with a single on that one. It's got a single intake.
2: Yeah. So, anyway, I didn't mean to digress there. Did you guys see the Motion RC video that talks – with the guy who has a history with the F-105? Uh,
1: I think so. Yeah, yeah. So
2: the guy's uncle was an engineer at Republic, and supposedly the guy they're talking to was the inspiration for the name Thunder Chief. Really? Yeah. So if you watch the video, apparently when this guy was a kid, he used to wear around a Fire Chief hat, a little plaything. Yeah. And so that was his nickname, Fire Chief. But Republic had a reputation of naming all their airplanes Thunder something.
1: Ah. Uh. And so ah. the uncle
2: sub- in a naming contest, right. un- Uncle submitted Thunder Chief. And that's what won. Yeah.
1: Huh.
2: So. Huh. Yeah, watch the video. I think I got the story right. I'm not really
1: sure. <laughs> I used to work with a guy. He was a interesting guy. He was an ex-F4 uh, pilot. He actually flew in Vietnam, believe it or not. And, uh, and he had a joke that uh, Republic... All the aircraft was equipped with a sandbag with a remote lever on a nose wheel. So when you pull the lever, the sandbag would release the contents onto the nose wheel and the plane would think that it's at the end of the runway and finally take off. (laughs) That's funny. Yeah. (laughs) Of course, he's alluding to how all the Republic planes were big and heavy planes. Well, sure. Anyways. (laughs) Anyways. <laughs> All
2: right, so now the big question, who's going to have one?
1: I don't know. I'm actually kind of tempted on this one, and I don't know why. Even though I'm more, like I said, I, like you said before, I'm a Crusader fan, but this one is so, it's got a lot of character to it. It really does, yeah. Even though it's a belly flopper for the most part.
2: There's a, a, a nice simplicity to that.
1: Yeah, that's true for for well, you know less than 100 bucks you got a little edf and it could it scoots along pretty fast so there's no slowpoke. yeah it looks and I forget, is this 3s uh yes yeah, 3s 1500 milliamp ish plus or minus a few hundred so you can put a 3s 2200 apparently it'll fit in there okay so we'll see uh, i'll think about it Lee?
0: i'm i'm saving up for a b24 <laughs> All right, fair enough Terry, you didn't say if you wanted it or not No, I don't want one
1: All right, well, on that note uh, While Lee saves up for his B-24 Let's take a break and we'll be right back Thunder! 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 Thundercats! Ha! So Terry, I understand you had a special visitor Last weekend or so I did, and it was
2: it was on a Wednesday, it wasn't on a weekend, but that's irrelevant. And my special guest was Adam Savage of Mythbusters Fame. Who are the Mythbusters? Adam Savage. I'm done with science for today.
0: Have you washed your hands yet? <laughs> you
2: mean for after shaking his hand?
0: Exactly. Like uh, you know, pulling off some of his magic, you know. <laughs> <laughs> or explosive
1: residue.
2: <laughs> um, yes, I, I have watched him. Okay. Hands. Um, <laughs> he's just a guy. He's a famous guy, but he's just
1: a guy. He's just like this guy, you know?
0: Yeah. It's yeah. not like Adam Savage comes to my house, though. So <laughs> tell us about your little visit.
2: Well, it wasn't like a, a random chance encounter or anything. So you guys probably know that Adam is the editor in chief of Tested.com, which is a place I've been writing for for. Four years now, 200-something oh, really?
1: articles. Four years already, huh? So,
2: um, yeah, something like that. Wow. I'll have to check the exact dates, but it's in that ballpark. Um, so we know each other, at least, you know, obliquely, and I have met him and met with him in person a couple times before. Um, you may not be aware, that he and... Jamie, the other MythBuster, they used to do a touring stage show between recording seasons. And they just would talk about MythBuster stuff, do some experiments and things on stage. And there were a couple times that they were near me, or relatively near me. I would travel there, and because of my association with Adam, I would get usually some comp tickets and get to go backstage and say hi. So the first time around, I met Adam and Jamie for the first time, and then a year or two later, Adam had some extra time during the day, so I got to hang out at the venue before the show started with him a little bit. And then this recent time, he came to Buffalo, and the cool thing was, the venue where he performed, and this time around, he's performing um, not with Jamie. Jamie doesn't do this stuff anymore. Um, but he is with Michael Stevens of YouTube Vsauce fame. They've got a show called Brain Candy. And they came to Buffalo. The venue is literally less than 10 minutes from my house. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's funny. The other places that I've seen Adam have driven a minimum of five hours to get there. and you know, But that's fine. It was worth it then. But this time around, it was so close. And uh, so, again, Adam had some spare time. We arranged to meet up. And he likes to explore cities that he's in, and so we went to some antique stores around town, and we had a little extra time, so we came back to my place and poked around in my workshop and I showed him some of my NASA memorabilia. you guys know he's a, a big space fan and um, you know, we we talked to shop. he gave me some good weathering tips for models. Mm.
0: Are you going to share those with us right now?
2: Um, I don't know if they're really translatable over a podcast type thing. And actually, I say they are they were good tips. They're good for what he does. Because the main point that he made was that for TV special effects, you over-exaggerate all of your withering. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because I guess some of it's lost on the screen. and Which is kind of the opposite of what, you would do for rc because invariably when you think it's just enough it's too much so we had a little bit of a conversation about that but um no he came around he asked some questions about some of my stuff and we had a good time it was relaxing and he's a neat guy he's genuinely one of those people who just i think likes to be around people and so when we were going around the shop she's very friendly and personable with everybody. He's not any kind of recluse. So.
1: A lot of people recognize him.
2: Um, when we were out, uh, nobody said anything.
1: Yeah. Huh.
2: But that doesn't mean he wasn't recognized.
0: Well, I, I know this is going to sound come out weird, but I'll, I'll get to that point. But my kids know Adam Savage like we grew up knowing who Big Bird was. <laughs> really? I mean, <laughs> oh, yeah, we, I would think he has some sort of connection. My kids watch watch Mythbusters every week. I mean, we were just glued to that show. My kids know almost every episode of Mythbusters, and they just couldn't wait till the next one came out. And so if those guys walked across the street, they'd, they'd know them by heart. You know, they know That's everybody awesome. there. And so when I showed him that picture of Adam holding that boat, Austin freaked out. Really? I mean, I am not kidding you. He was so like, you're oh, talking my. about
2: the picture of Adam in my workshop with my um, PBR. My yeah, I, I basically,
0: now, but, yeah. Y- basically, you sent it to me, and I and we're driving, and I just, you know, had the phone, you know, turned around. Slam on the brakes. <laughs> no, I just turned the turned like, phone. I said, "Guess who paid Mister Terry a visit?" And Austin was like, "Oh my god!" <laughs> so, I mean, you're you're his hero now. <laughs> That was impressive, but they were, and by the way, we got a package in the mail, which uh, thank you very
2: much. Oh, you're welcome. Twas was that nothing. Was, I
0: know it was nothing, but it's uh, something to them. And, Merry uh, Christmas. And Austin knows who Vsauce is, so, I mean, that was awesome. That was a really neat, uh, neat gift.
2: Yeah, my kids were really familiar with uh, Michael Stevens, so, and- can I admit that I, I wasn't aware of Vsauce before all this started to go down and I looked into it, but he's a very entertaining guy. And it, it, both of them, both of these guys, from my perspective, their on-screen personality is exactly the same as their real-life personality.
1: Yeah, interesting.
2: Yeah. That's good. So, yeah, it was a fun time. Um, I, I considered it a rare experience. Um And so I'm thankful for that. Uh, We'll see if uh, any other opportunities turn up down the road.
0: All right. I've been saving this for last. So (laughs) he's a multi-rotor
2: guy. Did
0: y'all talk about multi-rotors at all?
2: We did a little bit. He, um, He did some stuff with an Inspire when those, the DJI Inspire, when they first came out. And so I asked him if he still had his and flies it. And apparently it, it sat dormant for a little while, but he's been getting back into it. He um, he didn't upgrade to the two yet, but I think he's done some work on his original. Um, and that's all I really know.
0: Because like the last season or two, they were doing a lot more you know, multi-rotor camera angles, and I just had a feeling, you know, deep down, that he was, you know, doing stuff in the background with that. Because I know, you know, I watched a video of him first flying them and he seemed very interested and
2: i was just wondering if you guys just happened to have a conversation about him oh uh, no we didn't talk that angle my understanding is that part of their camera crew does all of that multi rotor flying and they're quite accomplished at it so uh, i do not believe that adam was doing any of the stuff you would see on screen
0: well, I mean, I know he wasn't hired to do that, but I just kind of figured he loves to get his hands into doing strange things. So I was just like, oh, let me have that for a little while. Can <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, I and get this back long... to
2: you next week? <laughs> <laughs> and kind of tied to what I was saying a minute ago about their personalities, his excitement that comes across for all this stuff on screen, that's genuine. I mean, he really enjoys doing those experiments and genuinely wonders about how all these things work.
1: I I, I saw a... a t- t- Expand on that. I saw a video of him recently, Jamie uh, or Adam. I keep forgetting which one it was. Who's the guy you were just talking about? Is it Adam or Jamie? Adam. Adam. Sorry. I'm terrible with names. Adam. He had a video where he, uh, a bunch of Star Trek props were going up on auction. And he had basically a back uh, room tour of all the props. And he was like a kid in a candy store or a kid in a toy store he was just all over all the different props the, the uniforms the phasers all kinds of stuff he was just it, it was like christmas time for him it's just it's interesting to see his enthusiasm for all those props and things and uh it, it was a real interesting video to watch
2: yeah a lot of the stuff that he does specifically on tester.com deals with uh, replica prop making yeah so he'll pick a some sort of gun from a movie or something like that, and he'll recreate it and show the techniques for doing that.
1: Well, that's his job, right? Didn't he work on props for different movies? I think Star Wars and stuff, some of the prequels. Star Wars? Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's
0: his background. Yeah, He's also famous for doing the Blade Runner gun.
1: <clears throat> oh, yeah.
2: You mean the original or?
0: No, no, just replicas.
2: replicas. He makes yeah. a lot of
0: replicas. Yeah. Because then he also did a quick video on Tested about the Blade Runner case, the gun case. One of those like one day builds or something like that. Mm,
2: okay. Yeah. Sounds familiar.
0: Yeah, if you guys don't uh have that as a favorite link, you gotta put Testa dot com up there. Not just because Terry Dunn writes for them, but some of the videos they put out are really cool. And I love the interviews they do with uh with Adam and they do they do a podcast too. Um they do several like, podcasts. Yeah, but the, the one day builds are really neat to just see his mind just he works so fast. It's amazing. And he has a
2: workshop that has Pretty much everything you'd ever need.
1: To, oh yeah, he's, to create
2: you know any sort of special effects stuff.
1: Yeah, he's got a video. I think he's part of it. He talks about his workshop, and he, I got an idea from him about a tool carrier that was really neat. So he definitely look that up to see his workshop. It's it's, it's amazing. He calls it the cave. The cave yeah. And he has an ejection seat that he uses for one of his chairs
2: at the conference table. (laughs) I I think it's out of an A7, or maybe it's an A4. I'll have to go back and see if I can find it. But yeah, it's a genuine article. Wow. Hopefully they disarmed it, but you know. (laughs) Anyway, so those are the details of my afternoon with Adam. It was fun.
0: Wednesdays with Adam
2: (laughs) (laughs) and the show is good for anybody um, who hasn't seen the brain candy show um, check I don't know what the website is brain candy live maybe we'll put it in the the links Um, it's a really neat show it's a lot like the Mythbusters show from before the state show where it The intent is to get kids and adults excited about science and kind of thinking about the world around you. So they just take all sorts of different things and kind of show you everyday stuff in a new perspective that gets you thinking about stuff you've never thought about before. And it's pretty cool. And the neat thing about it is all the props that they use on stage are not these highly polished, manufactured things. It's stuff that they made quickly and on a budget So that it's clear to you that you can make your own versions of these things quickly and on a budget. Really cool. I asked you in a long time, what's on your
1: workbench? (laughs) Besides lots of garbage?
0: It sounds like there's got to be a little music piece there. <laughs> What's
2: on your workbench? Da, 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 da. Show them what they've won, <laughs> sure. mm. Just answer the question. <laughs> on my
0: workbench, I have a rather old plane made by Sig called a quick-built Cessna 150. Is quick-built in quotes. <laughs> yeah <laughs> The yeah. 70s version of Quick Build <laughs> Yeah A very strange font too
1: As um, quick as ambroids That's right. when they went
2: from printing the outline To actually cutting the parts <laughs> <laughs> Yes, well as you saw it's It's printed lines uh,
0: it is not a, It is not quick by any means. So I guess back in the in the seventies or whatever, <laughs> models took a year to make. So maybe this one took eight months.
2: Maybe <laughs> <laughs> they do some of the carving for you.
0: <laughs> well, I mean, it does have an ABS plastic, uh, blow mold fuselage and some tail pieces. Does ABS and, age okay? Uh, not really, but mine is actually in good condition. In fact, one guy who made a comment when I posted it on the uh, Basel model. Builders forum thread group whatever we're gonna call it, you know he said his age pretty bad and he just has his hanging as a display now.
2: I so, if it's ultraviolet that it doesn't like.
0: I'll just keep it in a dark closet. <laughs> <laughs> I'll fly it and then just tuck it away real quick. Yeah. Anyway, uh, I had this kit for a couple of years. I picked it off of Craigslist. I just was perusing and I got a pretty good deal on it. <laughs> but it's kind of like that Hobby King. Or excuse me, the Hobby Shack Cessna 177. You know, it was, it was, I paid 20 bucks, it was 20 bucks too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and I was at, I, I'm gonna blame Fitz, huh? I had not, I'm gonna blame you because I hadn't mentioned this yet in the podcast. But I went to Fitz's house after the regatta and I was picking up the uh Tiger Shark for Ben. That was the one we mentioned before that you guys founded a a show, but uh, Fitz gave me a tour of his uh his new home and the garage, and you know I am not worthy of the collection that Fitz has in his garage. I thought I had a lot of stuff in my you know attic and on my shelf, but uh Fitz beats us hands down Terry, and I was looking at some of his old kits back there and it and, and I was thinking, man, I've got this old kit that I haven't built and I was thinking about it and I tell to- I told you this Fitz. I said I might have to build that SIG Cesna one fifty because I didn't have a good scale private plane.
1: Yeah, civilian you know, it- Yeah. Yeah.
0: So I, I just I'd figured I'd I'd try doing it and boy is as quick as I'm gonna just take a marker and scratch that out. <laughs> <laughs> it's- I mean, I am still gluing sheets of balsa together for the sheeting on this on these foam wings that I'm I don't know if they really held up pretty well in that box, but I've got to find a way to make sure that when I I glue them onto the to the foam, the pre cut foam sheets that uh, you know, they they retain their proper shape. But I'm going to push through. I'm going to do this. I'm going to try to do some lightning holes. It's a it, from what I've read online and, and several RC sites, the Quick Build series build quite heavy. There's a lot of plywood. And uh, even though it's like a hollow shell, what do we, what do you call that type of build? It's got a centerpiece, but
2: monocoque.
0: Yeah, you because know, the the fuselage wraps around it. And it's it's a very weird way to glue that fuselage together, too. But I wanted to make it electric, and because the scale pieces look pretty nice, you know, the, the vacuuming whatever they do. vacuum forming. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, since like the ailerons have the ridges and everything.
1: Yeah, the, the corrugated surface would look really nice, at least in the pictures. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I don't know if you got to see all the, the photos I took. So that's on my bench. I'm going to give it a shot. I think I've got enough uh, extra parts in my workshop to, to do the whole thing. You know, motor, ESC, batteries. So we'll see. I'll let you So how,
2: how big is this thing?
0: <laughs> I don't know. But the fuselage is probably 30, 32 inches long.
2: Okay. So it's not huge. No.
0: I'll pull it up real quick. Sig. Quick built. Oh, by the way, quick is spelled K-W-I-K. B-I-L-T. Quickly. Quicksand. <laughs> well, one guy had uh, made a post on my thread. He said that uh, he had a P-51 that he really liked that they made, so. That's kind of nice. I don't have the specs here, but I'll, I'll get back to you. I'll, I'm going to post more photo build photos, and I think I... I don't know if I started the thread yet on RC Groups, but I I did start putting some pictures together in a folder.
2: Okay, cool. Do you have an estimated time of completion? Uh, Let's see. What time is it? Uh, 2018? (laughs) (laughs) Fair enough. I've got some that have gone much longer than that.
0: Well, my golden eagle was a three-year thing, so... But no, I'll I'll have it done. I'm gonna. That's gonna be my little uh, holiday build,
2: and you know
0: I, I'll push on. I'll push
2: through. Try to get that thing done. Okay. Well, I'm gonna jump in front of Fitz because his story is probably more exciting than mine. But most of what's been going on in my workshop is organization, and that's one of the things that Adam and I talked about. Because when he was here, I've got one little nook of my workshop in the basement that's it was literally airplanes just piled on top of each other because when I unloaded the moving truck that's where they went and I haven't had time to get to them. So he was talking about some ideas that he had for how to organize that some. And a lot of what he was saying jibed with what I've done in the past. And so that inspired me to do something with it. In the time following I reassembled my wing rack that I've had since I don't know when and I've used up the other space as best I could. And I finally pulled the trigger on an idea I've had for a while, because in this basement, the rafters are exposed. So there's a a pretty good volume of area that's unutilized. What I ended up doing was making some L brackets, basically, the cradle wings. And so when you put an airplane on those L brackets, the bulk of the fuselage is up in the rafter space, so it doesn't take up a whole lot of space overall. At least with a low-wing airplane, that's true. With a high-wing airplane or a biplane, um, it it hangs down a little bit. But overall, I've got four airplanes hanging up that way now, and I just used spare one by 4 lumber that I had here, so it was quick and easy, and so far I like it. I think I'm going to build probably four more for a few other foamies I've got.
0: Nice. Would you no. keep from stepping on them? It's, that's the best thing, <laughs> yeah. right? Yeah. I've done that, and then, and keep them away from ladders, right?
2: So, yeah, it was uh, a worthwhile project so far. And in terms of airplanes, I've got the E-Flight Stearman. I think last time we talked, I had just started flying the Easy Glider Four, so I've been continuing to ring that thing out. But I've also been flying the one point one meter Stearman. I think we talked about it when it first came out. And, man, what a nice airplane. From the video and from other stuff, I thought that it was kind of a fast mover and not really Stearman-like. And while it can go kind of fast, it actually floats too. And I've been enjoying it. It's a a lot of fun, and it looks good. They nailed the Stearman profile. And it's got a really nice faux engine on it. Yeah, so two thumbs up so far, and you would not believe how many different places I've put cameras on it. <laughs> Looking forward to the video. Yeah, well, hopefully it'll turn out, but yeah,
1: fun airplane. <laughs> you could fly and do one of those Matrix-like uh, slow motion pan around it with all the cameras, right?
2: Oh, yeah, I've, I've had an idea for that, and uh, I just need to make it happen.
1: So. <laughs> and about 20 more uh, run cams, right?
2: <laughs> no, it's only going to take one, I think, Yeah. and, and a um, a, what, a continuous motion servo. Is that what they
1: call oh, it? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: So, yeah, I need to hack up one of my old servos to be continuous motion and see if this thing's going to work.
1: Hmm. But, well, that interesting. Yeah, anyway. Cool. All
2: right, and now you, Fitz.
1: Hey, okay, well, a couple of things have popped up, uh, I guess, on a virtual workbench. I have uh, part two of my cub video I'm trying to finish up, get that out. So that'll be the... Oh, the flying part. Yeah, the flying part. Yes. Oh, so you posted your build
2: video. Yes. And Lee has posted his complete review of yeah. the Electricobe.
1: Hmm. So I decided... And I've... Go ahead. I've posted nothing. But mine's coming, I you promise. Get man. No, I understand. Yeah, I decided to put it, post it in two videos, split them up for a build and a flight one. So I've been working on it, getting some video, getting it So I'm pretty close. I've gotten pretty good progress on it. So hopefully the next couple of days I can get it out. Uh, how many cameras did you put on your cup one but a couple different locations
2: oh you found a way to do it that's cool yeah
1: yeah uh nothing fancy but yeah i found a way to do it (coughs) excuse me uh so hopefully get that out the door quickly uh i've got a new review model just came in cool this one's a a valiant for uh the valiant 10 cc one Oh, huge. The big one. It's like a 70-inch wingspan. Not the huge, huge one. They have a 30cc one. This right. is the middle one.
2: And are you using gas power for it?
1: This will be gas-powered. Nice. This will be my first ever gas-powered plane. I've always done glow and electric, but I never had a gasser. And so this ought to be a really interesting experience for me. Are you
2: using the Evolution engine?
1: Uh, Yes.
2: Okay, so that should be a good uh, transition for you then.
1: Yeah, this one it seems like a nice engine. I think it's got a pumped carb on it, if I remember correctly. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. It's basically a 60 size engine, it's just gas. So it's got all the oh. ignition and stuff on it. Uh, so that'll be a learning experience for me because i going in this as a kind of a newbie, uh, actually, very much a newbie <laughs> when it comes to uh, electronic ignition and that kind of stuff with these things. So this would be really interesting. And uh, we should be quite the experience. Uh, the plane itself looks like it would be a nice flying plane. So.
2: Yeah. um, I've never heard anyone say anything bad about the Valiant. And there's three versions yeah. that I'm aware
1: this, of. Th- that, yeah, same. Uh, a smaller electric one. This one is electric or, or gas. And then this is a big gasser one, I guess. A really, really big one. What I can't quite tell is that, is this a real plane or not? I did a quick search. I didn't find anything that says it's a real plane but I haven't dug that deep
0: you and I were talking about it at the event today and when I pulled it up it reminds me a lot of the groppner taxi yeah that hobby hobby lobby used to sell I mean it looks really close to that and I always thought about getting the uh, groppner taxi as a tow plane so obviously it looks like the people with the 30 cc are doing that
1: yeah it looks like maybe it was just inspired by the Groppner or the Groppner design and they just Embiggin' it. and, and it. <laughs> and <big> and <laughs> more. More wingspan. Das is more, yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyways. Um, well,
2: how far along are you on that?
1: I just got the bits in. The engine and servos and stuff just came in like yesterday or something. So I haven't really had a chance other than to sniff the new smell to do anything. So um, once I spit out the uh, cub video, this will be the next thing I'll be on. I'll be working on. Okay, so one last thing. Uh, I was over at a friend's house, and uh, he, his father uh, says, hey, here, have this plane. And he gives me this balsa wood thing with uh, an ace foam wing uh, that had a, quite a bit of sweep to it. And he couldn't remember what it was other than it was some sort of scratch build that he had started probably back in the 70s. And he said it came out of a magazine and it was scratch built. Doesn't remember what it's called or what it was, and said, "Ah, here, take it. I know you'll probably finish it." So he just gives it to me, and it's not very big, and it was obviously a pusher, but it looked very odd. It's very close coupled wing, uh, and it didn't have a vertical stabilizer on it. And I had never, nothing I've ever seen that looked anything like it. And I'm like, "What the heck is this thing?" So I posted a picture of it over on the Balsa Builders Facebook group page, Facebook page. Excuse me. Uh, cause they that 's a really active group, and they seem to have a lot of people little not a, a lot of stuff and so I posted a picture and uh um of course they got a, a lot of snarky comments for some reason um but <laughs> i don 't know about snarky just, just goofy comments That's snarky yeah, goofy, goofy. <laughs> what is it oh it's a snow cone maker no <laughs> it 's a lawn dart. Uh, yeah, thank you. You got two Lawn darts. Yes, I, Thank you, Brilliant. Well, Terry and I were the first two to respond. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I thought people might think it's a setup. Fitz post and we respond. Yeah.
1: But eventually somebody came through and says, hey, this, uh, I think this is this. And it turns out you were right. It, it's a, it came from a set of RCM plans from back in a January issue of 1976, RCM. And it's called a TD special. And... Once I had information, I popped over to the Utter Zone, which has a lot of plans of now defunct magazines and stuff, and they had the the full plans and the article from that issue of the magazine, and it turns out this was a a racer, an 049, I guess a pylon racer of some sort, some guy came up with, and he wanted a really fast design, so he decided to make it a pusher, and what was interesting about it is it uses tail rods, it has no ailerons, because when I... Look at the wing and say, I'm going to have to cut some ailerons in this thing. But no, per the design, it only uses tailor rods. And of course, this is in the mid-70s, so they didn't have electronic mixing back then. So you have to use, a. the plans show a mechanical mixer.
2: With full-size
1: servos? But but I think full-size servos are pretty, well, (laughs) something like that, yes. And so, and it's funny because it has a lot of space on the bottom. It says, leave the space open so you can access the mechanical mixer. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Uh, so, he says it, it's a nice flying plane. Uh, it, it loops really quick and flies really well. Except he said the roll rate was a bit slow, which I'm not surprised. Although, it has a huge horizontal stabilizer on the thing.
2: Are they full flying?
1: No, no, they're not. Okay. So... It, it, I'm intrigued by the design, so I'm very inclined to finish it. I'll probably go electric. I was kind of going back and forth. Maybe I should put an 049 just for, um, just for nostalgic sense, but then I remembered, no, 049. Gas engines and pusher configurations are usually trouble. Uh, it would have
2: to be a TD 049.
1: Yeah, TD. And I have a TD hanging around, but but TD, with a, then it needs a separate tank and... and Pushers. Can you still buy the
2: high-compression heads for those things?
1: Uh, I believe a Canadian company has all the TD parts. Um, they bought all the bits yeah. and pieces.
2: Yeah, I ran a lot of the regular Baby b 49s, and they were great. I never had a lick of good luck with the TDs. Really? Yeah. I know they need the high-nitro content stuff. Well, yeah. That, but I feel like we tried everything we were supposed to do, and we still never got them to run reliably.
1: I, I generally have That's just pretty me. good luck with them, but I had to make an electric starter for it. Cause it okay. And I took a little little tiny can motor, a little 380 motor, I think, and stuck a adapter on it and ran it off a, I think, 6L you know, battery or something like that. And uh, I made a nice, put a little micro switch on it, it made a nice little tiny starter. It was really neat. I still have it. Oh. Uh, it's great for the TDs, get them cranked up. Uh, but
2: yeah, uh, go electric. Keep the full size servos, but go electric. No, no, and the no, mechanical no, no. mixer. You got to do the mechanical mixer just for nostalgia. No, <laughs> <Come
1: on>. no. <laughs> Fine. But it was interesting for so, for a racer. It has wheel, it has landing gear on the plans too, which I thought it was funny. Oh, are you going to keep that? I don't know. I'm I'm debating. Maybe I go fancy, put retracts in it.
2: It's a pusher.
1: How so... big is this? Not very big. It's got, what, a um, 36-inch wingspan, something like that?
2: Well, the a wing, I think, unswept is 36.
1: Yeah, it's got a lot of sweep to it. I think he said 30 degrees of sweep. Uh, I forgot the wingspan. But it's it's not very big, but it's got a good chunk of wing. It just looks goofy because it's got a huge horizontal stabilizer to it. Uh, I don't know
2: why, but when I looked at the picture you posted, I got... Uh, a feeling of a BD5J.
1: Mm. And I know
2: there's a lot of differences there, but that's just the the aura.
1: Oh, uh, yeah. It's kind of similar in concept. Um, you know, small plane, uh pusher. Uh it's just funny cuz it's really short coupled. The distance between the main wing and the stabilizers is not much. Oh. At first I thought is this thing control line? But uh, no, it's RC and uh, So what kind of landing gear is it? Just some simple wire and wheels, nothing fancy.
2: Well, a trike or a
1: Oh, trike, or? I'm sorry. It's a trike. The thing is, the main gear are in an odd position. They're sort of behind the trailing edge. And then the nose gear is, is doesn't look like it turns. Um, okay. It might. Uh, I'd have to see. The plans are kind of vague on that. Uh, it seems
2: like it would be kind of like your Crusader, that you've got a pusher yeah. that you have to rotate to get off the ground. could be
1: a little dicey. Yeah. Uh could be. But that's per plans. That's a little landing gear on it, so uh, I don't know.
2: And the the example you have is weathered the years well?
1: Yeah, it actually seems to be in pretty good shape. Cool. Yeah. Uh so it, it's missing the vertical stab and a canopy. Uh but uh, the fuselage is pretty much done. The horizontal stab looks to be done. Uh the wings are covered. I don't know what's underneath the covering, but they covered, so I might just leave it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a mystery. It's a mystery. Soda straws. <laughs> uh-huh. uh, the plan shows some reinforcement tape, so but I don't know. It's it's a little plane. It's not a big deal. I'm not going to spend well, a whole lot of time it. it's probably on. dust right now. <laughs> <laughs> but it's kind of neat. Hopefully, uh, maybe I'll have it ready by best next year and fly around. It's supposed to be... Yeah. Somebody posted on the uh, Balsa Builders that it's actually a very fast plane, so... I'm looking forward to that. Oh. So it may be fun to overpower that sucker. See if I can find it. Can you
2: still call it a TD special if it's electric
1: powered? Uh, Well, that's the name. ED special? To call it a DC special. DC, yeah. <laughs> BM special? No, wait. That doesn't right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that's something completely different. <laughs> I was thinking brushes Brushless Motor, but oh. no, okay.
2: Well, depending on how it flies, it could. It, could, be yeah.
1: it should be fun. It's such a goofy looking plane. I, I'm really looking forward to flying it. So, anyways, that's on my workbench. And, uh, and that and a bunch of chunk.
2: Do you want to give us any hints about whatever secret project you have that we've never considered?
1: Secret project. Well, I got... but You've always got a few. Yeah, but they're not necessarily on the workbench. Some of them are up, up in the attic or to be built at some later year. Oh, no active secret projects. Um, no. Um, well, I guess the next thing I really want to work on is the B-25 model I have.
2: The wing manufacturing? Yeah, wing manufacturing. Why product? did I know that? Yeah, I don't know. That just popped out of my mouth.
1: I have a half- built wing manufacturing b25 and I really need to get working on that um, once I get my workshop straightened out or um, uh, I had some plans some interesting plans for it so it's already kind of half built so so I need to finish it up get things working on it
2: and, you know electric I presume yeah it'll
1: be electric twin
2: unless this whole gas review takes mm. off for you no pun intended
1: no no I don't think I'll be Big into gas but I've always kind of been curious about having a gas I see a lot of guys in the field with gas planes and just for just to have the knowledge for scientific purposes uh, you know the engine nerd in me wants to know how these things work and just to be experienced in them so uh, we'll see how that goes but yeah good luck thank you all right, well, I guess on that note, uh, I think that wraps up our show for this time. want to thank everybody for listening and our... Our groupies for coming out and making themselves known to us, we really appreciate. <laughs> <laughs> Is groupie a derogatory <laughs> no, term? No, no, it was not. I'm just joking. It's not. No. Okay. We always, we always really, it was actually pretty flattering and honored for uh, for Lee and I for to meet people that listen to the show and give us feedback and that kind of stuff. And so, it's good to know that we're not talking to ourselves. that there's actually a listener <laughs> or two out there,
2: although I think we'd still do it if that was the case.
1: Probably. Yeah. It's good just to chat with ourselves, especially since some of us decided to move out of state. (laughs) That wasn't me. (laughs) Next thing we know, Lee would be saying, yeah, I'm moving to California. Oh, heck no. Oh, no.
0: <laughs> Not going to happen. Though. I, I you like that. If anything, it'll be me going to get Terry and bringing his ass back. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, I just want to let everybody know that we appreciate all our listeners out there. And uh, it's great that they're out there listening to us bash each other. So I think uh, until next time, guys, any last words?
2: Yeah.
1: Happy Goodbye. flying. Happy birthday.
0: Happy flying. (laughs) (laughs) How did you know? (laughs) Talk to you all later. (laughs) All
1: right. See you Please visit our website at rcroundtable.com, where you can send us comments and suggestions, or listen to our other great podcasts. Where you will also find links to our iTunes and social media sites. Thanks for listening.